Welcome to the Career Talks Podcast. I'm your host, Orlando Haynes, and here is where we provide actionable advice for your career and life. Stay tuned, lock in, let's go. All right, welcome, folks, to another episode of the Career Talks podcast. Uh, each time, each week, each guest, it's amazing content, information, actionable advice to impact your career and life. So, super excited for today as well. Uh, but before we get started, I want to waste—I don't want to waste too much time. But today's episode is sponsored by the Career Accelerator Planner. Uh, it is a planner designed by myself and my partner Karen Turner. This is for you, the corporate professional, for you to track your wins, your performance, uh, your document, all your wins and your performance and your value all in one place. Uh, it is we're coming out with the digital version as well. But this is a physical planner. Uh, it's, it offers prompted questions for you to track any projects that you do in corporate America. So this way. When it comes time to those crucial conversations around merit increase, promotion, uh, salary bonuses, or even career transitions, you've documented all the wins uh, in this planner. So this way, there's no mistake and you never forget the value you bring to the table. So head on over to the careeracceleratorplanner.com. That's the careeracceleratorplanner.com and grab your copy. All right. Today, folks, if you're wanting to know how to improve uh, how to increase or uh, it really explode your visibility on LinkedIn. I have Lorraine, excuse me, Lorraine K. Lee. She is a five-time LinkedIn learning instructor. She is a virtual global speaker as well as keynote speaker. Uh, super excited to have her on with her tremendous following. She is about to share some amazing content, but let me just bring her into the episode. Lorraine K. Lee, how are you? Hi, thanks for having me. Hi, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for joining. I know you may be super busy. Uh, I'm so excited that you said yes. Uh, like we were talking about it earlier, you just never know who's watching. You you, you reach out to folks with huge followings like, are they going to respond? <laughs> like, <laughs> you just never know. It's like you, 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 you find out, you know, they're like uh, in Thank you, Susan, for joining. They're like LinkedIn famous. So you're like, are they going to respond? Are they? <laughs> so again, thank you so much. But uh, share with folks more about who you are, your business, your background, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, so hi, everyone. My name is Lorraine. I am a virtual speaker, a LinkedIn learning instructor, um, course creator. I have worked at uh, tech companies, including LinkedIn, SlideShare, and Prezi. Um, and I'm so excited to be here today. Um, my main mission is to help ambitious professionals stand out in order to fast track their career visibility and flexibility, two things that I think are very important in today's uh, workplace. And so I'm excited to share uh, some tips with all of you. Awesome. Awesome. So we're talking about um, the main topic here, because, again, this is one of the things you you talk about. We actually, through email, we share the same kind of verbiage and title, build a presence on LinkedIn, which I absolutely love. 
Um, so I'm glad we connected on on that. And then you're the person that's speaking on it. So I'm super excited about that. Share with us your journey um, and how that got started. And then the epiphanies on things that you, you know, you've learned through this process, because, right, you don't jump onto LinkedIn with 300,000 followers. It, it, it is a process. So share with, <laughs> share, with us, share with us that journey for you. Sure. Um, so I mentioned before, I used to work at LinkedIn and LinkedIn was always a dream company for me. And so I had the, the honor of joining SlideShare first, which LinkedIn had acquired at the time already, and then uh, moving over to LinkedIn proper. And when I first you know, knew, learned about LinkedIn and got very excited about it, I really saw it as um, a resume extension, a place where you could talk about your experience. And then over time and through, you know, my work on the editorial team at LinkedIn, um, LinkedIn really grew to be a platform that was all about content and professional conversations. And that was actually really what kept people coming back uh, Day, day in and day out um, back to LinkedIn. And so, you know, through my work on editorial, creating a lot of timely relevant content, working on things like storylines, which is um, if all of you log into LinkedIn in the top right hand corner, you'll see those stories. Um, each day updated. I was part of the team that um, helped to productize that. I actually moved to Hong Kong uh, for a year to do that. And I would write news during my day. You would all wake up in the US and get your stories in the morning. Um, and, and yeah, just, you know, through relevant, timely content, um, video content as well. I, I created a video series um, called Female Founders. Uh, I just really realized the power that LinkedIn has in building your personal brand and building, again, your professional presence. Um, it really goes beyond just your, you know, your resume. It's an extension of who you are and how people view you um, in a professional sense. So let me ask you this. Some folks may be thinking, right, because like you said, you worked at LinkedIn before. Is there a distinct advantage um, working in LinkedIn to expand your career uh, because you work for the, you know, this global brand? Sure. Um, I certainly think there is. You know, LinkedIn is a really recognizable name. Um, we have a better sense of maybe like the algorithm or we might push out content that promotes something that an editor created. But you know, that's not to say that other people can't achieve that same kind of success. I think, you know, working at LinkedIn, what can apply to everyone is that if you work at um, an established company or you work at a place that gives you that credibility, that can really help you grow your brand on LinkedIn, whether or not you're working at LinkedIn. Awesome. So with the original platform and mindset, I forgot Jeff Weiner. Uh, Weiner was the prior CEO. Yeah. Right, his, his global thought was connecting everyone across the world. Um, mm -hmm. as the evolution of the platform and now talking about really your personal brand and, you know, mm -hmm. making yourself known at what point did that become, or if that became something inside of LinkedIn that you grasped and said, you know what, I'm gonna make this my personal mission to leverage this power, um, to make sure I build myself a personal brand. Yeah. I don't think it started, um, right away to me. I was like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm doing my job. I'm creating content. And it was only, I don't know, a few years in where I realized just how powerful 
it could be. And mm -hmm. as I saw people reaching out to me because they had seen a video interview I had done, or they saw me posting about a particular topic that they were passionate about. That's when I really started to see that, wow, I can meet so many interesting people. Um, people are actually seeing what I'm putting out there. And that's just become, you know, after leaving LinkedIn, I was there for six years. Um, you know, in terms of that interaction and meeting new people, it just was exponential um, with, you know, subsequent jobs because I kept realizing um, the more power it had and I produced more content and I got in touch with more people and that leads to more opportunities. So um, it's really been just a, a wonderful thing to see. So, okay. Awesome. I, I love that. Cause I always wanted to ask, um, cause I had, uh, Almera on as well and I didn't get a chance to ask that. I was yes, like, yes, you know what, let me, uh, <laughs> let me ask Lorraine <laughs> cause I'm sure she has an insight to it as well. So when it comes to making your presence known, right, mm -hmm. there's a lot of things being pushed mainly for the job seeker, um, mm. or even for business owners, entrepreneurs like yourself. Um, sure. what are some initial tips that we should understand about the platform? Um, in, in taking this path to making our presence known? Yeah, well, I think the first thing I would say is to focus on the content piece. Mm. I think a lot of people, well, there's two groups. A lot of people still view LinkedIn as maybe just a job site or you only go on the site when you are looking for a job. And then there's another group that I think knows the power of content and, and they want to become that thought leader and recognizable in their field, um, but they're really nervous to post. And that's completely natural, right? Again, it's um, tied to our professional identity. So you wanna make sure what you're saying, it doesn't have typos and sounds smart and, and all of that. But I would really, you know, my, my first and biggest tip is to just get started. And it doesn't have to be you writing unique insights uh, each time. You can start off by, sharing an article and maybe you don't even say anything about the article you just share it and the next step might be write a line or two or pull out something you thought was interesting and then the third step might be um you know just just writing a a, a unique post and just something that's your own opinion um you can also do things like comments on other people's posts and i think a lot of people forget that that actually is a really big contributor to helping your own content get seen and it's also a really great way to find like-minded people people who are passionate about similar topics to you um, based on whatever topic it is that you're commenting on do you do you advise folks your client base to to because that's some of the things i talk about the same thing which are phenomenal i'm glad that i'm aligned with you is that should they be doing it just to do it or this should there be an agenda purpose behind it um, mm -hmm. when putting out content i think i think it's good to have a goal in the back of your mind so i mentioned at the start of this uh chat that you know one of my focuses is to help people fast track career visibility mm -hmm. and flexibility and so both of these things um affect your career trajectory. Um, if you can be more visible, you might get a promotion. If you, um, you know, are, are creating content and you find new opportunities like speaking or you know podcast interviews, things like that, you might end up being able to create a side hustle or you just have this other um, stream of income that creates more flexibility. So I think um, you know posting on LinkedIn, both of these things are really positive outcomes uh, that can come from it, and that's why I'm so passionate that when you post, like so many good things um, can come your way. That again, like for me too, like I never would have expected that I would. Um, um, be a speaker and people would be reaching out mm -hmm. to bring them to their companies and that I would be on podcasts like yours, Orlando, or, um, you know, asked to 
contribute to a book, things like that. So a lot of opportunities can come your way by posting on LinkedIn. Now, your your attentions didn't match necessarily, or should I say, didn't you didn't initially think it would multiply into different opportunities. This was just a byproduct of you being visible and making your presence known. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I wasn't like thinking, oh, I definitely want to become a speaker like through this right. or I want to be seen as a thought leader in this area um, per se. I knew there was positive going to be positive trickle effects and positive effects to getting my name out there. But mm -hmm. you almost just don't even know it's possible. And so you start doing it. So do you have some um, fundamental principles that you educate? Start like you just said, content, you know, either post, share an article, uh, make a comment on someone else's. Doesn't have to be major. You're not writing your first mm -hmm. news article if you, you know, if you're not yeah. a long form writer. I hate sure. long form writing, <laughs> but uh, what would you say for for folks that are kind of stuck in their ways, um, mm -hmm. and mainly on the job seeker side? And then we, if you want, you can speak to the entrepreneurial side as well. Yeah. about the value and we're touching on it but i just want to reiterate for job seekers that um what this can do for you mm -hmm. if you increase your activity level on linkedin right well i think most recruiters these days uh when they're looking at candidates and you send in your resume and you look interesting to them the first thing or one of the first few things they're going to do is visit your linkedin mm -hmm. and if your linkedin is complete if it has a consistent message, if it talks to your expertise versus someone who kind of has a half filled out profile and hasn't had any activity for a few years now, I mean, which one do you think, and you're comparable in skills, you know, which one do you think is going to be more intriguing to them? Uh, our online presence, I like to say is, I mean, maybe even more important now than our in-person um, presence because the online is the first touch point and it's really the first place people turn to uh, recruiters and otherwise uh, to learn more about you and to get that first impression of you. So when it comes to the content piece, and I love that, um, when did you start seeing the growth? What type of content were you putting out there? And again, I'm sharing this. So both whether entrepreneurs or job seekers can be like, oh, OK, I can do that. That, that doesn't seem too hard. Yeah, when yeah. did you start seeing that growth and visibility? Um, probably a few years um, or a year or two uh, within being at LinkedIn, um, mm -hmm. because I said I, I mentioned I um, wrote those daily stories. And so, again, I like always like to say when you're creating content, relevant, timely content. And that is the most <laughs> relevant to a you know professional audience. And then timely, of course, it was based around the news, um, but it doesn't have to be you know, hard news necessarily or business news. Um, you might see an article that talks about the importance of communication mm -hmm. and it came out, you know, within the last week and you have something to say about it. That's great too. Um, it also depends on who your audience is. Who are you trying to speak to? Um, you want to make sure the content is relevant for them. And again, timely is great because it just makes it, you know, gives people more of a reason to click right then and there instead of thinking like, oh, this is not relevant to me right now. Now, hearing um, you say it, for me, because I understand a little bit of it, sounds easy, right? <laughs> so, um, so folks will be like, "Oh, you know, she she worked at uh, you know LinkedIn and she uh, had yeah. this already." Um, how how easy is it? Well, let me ask this instead. I'm sorry. Uh, have you had negative responses through posting and putting yourself out there? Because when I help folks or job seekers and share, they're like. I don't want no one to, you know, bash me online. I'm like, I've never personally experienced that. Has that yeah. happened to you in your journey? Not really. I did actually have a comment the other day. I made this uh, 
this LinkedIn post about um, a resume trap that I fell into. And I talked about what I did initially and then the things I changed afterwards. And this was like a few weeks after I the posted quite well. And then I got this notification the other day, someone saying, um, I actually think your resume doesn't look very good. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, that's their opinion. And, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm happy with my resume. And that's not to say that, you know, if people disagree, like they can't say something constructive or, or give you a positive suggestion to change. Like I'm definitely open to that. Yeah. Um, but I would say more often than not, again, because LinkedIn is tied to your professional identity, you're not going to be publicly bashing, hopefully not privately bashing people either. Um, and, you know, but it's going to happen. Like if you're growing your following, hopefully you have a lot of quality followers, but you're going to have some spammers and just haters out there. So, um, but I would say, you know, Try not to worry about that too much. I have yeah. a lot of followers, and for the most part, I, I don't get negative um, comments. It's funny because I've been in talent acquisition for 20 years, and my resume is not all that great either. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, not to say yours isn't, but I know mine. <laughs> like, I've seen, you know, I know resume writers. I'm just like, mine's okay, but it, it works. That's the job. Works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So, what are some crucial tips that that we should not be doing? Um, I forget, I don't know who it was, but um, I forgot a gentleman put out kind of a 2022 report on okay. LinkedIn of all the, the algorithm algorithms and things like that when it comes to posting. But hearing it from you firsthand as well, what are some things we should be aware of? Mm -hmm. And do, and then the flip side is do more of to make our presence known. Mm -hmm. um, is this just for posting content or just generally about LinkedIn? Uh, po yeah, posting content. Okay. Um, so I'll say some do's and I guess mm -hmm. the don't would be the opposite of that. Uh, so do be genuine and do share your story. Um, a few weeks or I guess about a month ago now, um, I shared about how I got laid off and got so many positive responses. Um, but I think, you know, one of the most meaningful ones is that someone sent me a message later and they said that they were really inspired that I shared my story and it encouraged them to also post about their layoff. And they got mm -hmm. great traction too. And you know, hopefully that's going to lead to them getting more opportunities and just people um, kind of supporting that person. So I think anytime you can be genuine and be vulnerable, um, that really resonates with people. And even though it's a professional site, um, I feel like you know, we are not completely separate people in our professional right. and personal lives. And so to be able to kind of bridge that gap um, is, is a great idea and something to try. Um, another thing I would say is try video content. And I know video can be scary, um, <laughs> but it gets easier the more you do it. I talk a lot about um, the power of video, especially now in our, you know, for many of us, our virtual worlds, um, video is, less common on LinkedIn. I think, Orlando, would you say the same? Like, do you see a lot of people posting video in your feed? No, only the folks that I know, I, what right. I'm tied to, in that small, <laughs> yeah, that small ecosystem. But outside right, of that, right. it's still like a 1%, 2%. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, so video is going to be a differentiator. And um, it's, I mean, a really wonderful way to stand out. It's a wonderful way for people to feel like they know you a little bit better. They hear your voice, they see your face, they see you smiling. So it's just another way to connect with your audience. 
And then the third thing, similar, I alluded to this earlier, um, instead of commenting on other people's posts, which is also still good, make sure to always respond to people who are commenting on your posts because no one likes feeling like they are just commenting and talking into a black hole and they're like, mm, did Lorraine even see that? Like, does it even matter um, that I'm commenting? So always respond. You can create some really great relationships through that. And if they see that you are someone who engages back and forth, they're going to be more likely to comment in the future. And then when they comment, by the way, um, comments are really kind of the main uh, factor the LinkedIn algorithm looks at when uh, determining uh, how far to push your post up in the feed um, and how, how much visibility to give it. Love it. Love it. And Bob, um, I'm not sure if you know Bob uh, McIntosh. He says, mm -hmm. when your post draws multiple readers uh, and one person criticizes your content, you're, you're doing OK. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate you, Bob, for joining. Also, uh, Megar. Uh, yeah, Bob has a great uh, newsletter as well. I think he has about thirty five thousand or so subscribers to that. So yeah, he's definitely sharing some great content as well. So <clears throat> when it comes to what resonates best, because you said video. Right. Mm -hmm. Video, which I love, uh, which mm -hmm. is strange. And this is my personal thing. When I first started the the LinkedIn lives, um, I still have not yet done a video with just me giving advice. Mm -hmm. okay. So it's a fear. I, it's funny because it's a fear I'm overcoming. So uh -huh. I'm just leveraging my 20 years of interviewing to interview, you know, uh, experts like yourself as well to yeah. say, sh let's share content this way. I can I can interview all day, but to sit in front of a screen for three minutes, five minutes and give uh, give advice, uh, just me, I have, I haven't overcome that fear. So what are some tips okay. for me personally <laughs> and for folks that are watching, how do we overcome that? Sure. Uh, so the first thing I would say is to write out a script anytime you have to present something. And this isn't to say that you're going to be reading it, but just to be able to plan out and have a sense of where you're going mm -hmm. um, and, and to help and help you practice. You know, the more you practice and go through that script, um, it, you're going to internalize it. It's just going to become a lot easier um, for you to sound more natural. Um, so a script is always a good idea. And, you know, I think, again, virtually, that's one of the benefits we can have post-it note or a sticky, or sticky app up on the screen or a teleprompter app. And that really can help us a lot. Um, I think watching other people um, on video is also a really great thing. Look at what you like that they're doing. Um, look at how they make things more conversational. Um, do you, you, you know, do they smile a lot? Is that something that you want to do as well? Does that make you feel more connected to them? For example, listen to their tone of voice and the intonation. Um, and that's a really good way just to, to learn by watching others. And then uh, eye contact is a really big one that I would like to emphasize, uh, whether you are doing kind of a thought leader video or just on a video call, for example, um, eye contact is going to be what helps people feel connected to you. It's going to Kind of similarly uh, in person when we shake hands and that boosts oxytocin, um, the eye contact on video is going to have mm. that similar effect. So um, practice looking at the camera and it's going to feel uh, awkward and uncomfortable at first, um, but you will get there with enough practice. And I'm kind of in the opposite space now where I feel weird um, on video chats, not looking at the camera. So it's very unnatural for me to go in the other direction. So you oh, will get okay. there with enough practice. Um, and I would say those are probably um, you know, three, three solid things to start off with. So when it comes to, again, making your presence known, what are the go-to things for you? To, like, you know, without fail, I'm going to do this, 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 and that, because one, it add value. And three, it's going to, it's going to draw, you know, eyeballs to my profile 
and add some additional followers, but not just for following sake, but because you're adding value. What are your go to pillars um, when it comes to that? Yeah, for me, I would say the first one is to always be really actionable with the advice mm-hmm. I give. Um, actionable, tactical, um, and ideally, uh, I, I always like to say my newsletter is quick, actionable tips. So ideally, they don't have to be reading through a whole essay to get to the point, <laughs> to get the takeaway. Um, so anytime you can kind of make it snappy and and just share some concrete things that people can take away, I have found that that is really uh, great. Um, at the end of each of my posts now, I talk about my newsletter. I have a link um, for people to book me as a speaker. So, you know, it doesn't have to be super in your face and it shouldn't really be like promotional all the time. Like, oh, you know, th- that shouldn't be the main message. It should just be a thing that comes afterwards. And over time, as people follow you and realize that your content um, is helpful, uh, they will start subscribing and start, you know, visiting your website and and all of that. Um I think something else is again like just sharing sharing those stories. So if you can mm-hmm. interweave your own experience, uh, and it doesn't necessarily have to be like a vulnerable thing, but interweaving your experience on the topic that you're speaking on, on the tips that you're sharing, um, is helpful. So I think my resume post is a good example of that. I talked about something um, that didn't go so well, but then I shared some concrete tips for ways that you can also you know improve your own resume. And then at the end, you know, follow me, uh, subscribe here for more tips like this. Now, is there and this this is there pressure when you start to get that level of, of followers to produce a certain level of content? Do you feel any additional pressure now? You're like, wow, like mm-hmm. I don't care who you are, three hundred thousand plus people is a lot mm-hmm. of people, you know, viewing your content. So, yeah. which is phenomenal. But what does that feel like, and how does that impact the way you you put out content? It's not really impacting me too much because, I mean, I just shared those three tips and that's just Mm -hmm. something I I keep doing because I think that's what helps other people. Um, That's what I like posting about. And so Mm -hmm. um, I don't think there's any added pressure or stress. Um, So I don't know how others feel. (laughs) I don't know if I should be more nervous, but uh, (laughs) for me, I'm like, I'm just just doing the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) Now, do you, I, I, I am part of your newsletter. Um, as oh, well. Okay. So you, yeah, you. and it's phenomenal. Do you do all forms? So is it just, is it short form newsletter, long form video, um, as well as surveys? Mm, uh, in terms of the content I'm creating? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't do so much long form. Uh, it's really short form video um, polls sometimes on mm-hmm. LinkedIn. And then um uh, video content. I can't remember if I mentioned that. Um, yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I'm I'm trying to get an understanding. You know what works for best work best for folks that you know that are increasing that impact. Do they just yeah. stay in their niche and lane, or they have the capacity to you know try different ones? Because that just seems like a lot. It is. Yeah. It's not to yeah. say that I don't think you know yeah. long form could be really valuable. It's just yeah. a time thing. And okay, if short form is working for me right now. Uh, this is where I'm going to focus my efforts. But I know plenty of people who have done new, uh, LinkedIn newsletters or, you know, posted articles and and they have a huge audience. And it's another way to kind of, they might not necessarily have, you know, 300,000 followers on LinkedIn, but they have, uh, or even, you know, 
let's, let's say like that you, you want, um, or let's say your newsletter has 35,000 followers, but you mm -hmm. as a LinkedIn uh, member have like 3000. So the newsletter can be an example of a way to really grow your audience around a, a specific topic. Right. So let's, let's shift a bit into some of the positives um, or some of the external things that can happen. Cause you touched on it earlier, you were invited to contribute into a book, you know, speaking, all these things that are happening, share, share with us when that started happening. And you were like, wow, like this is, this is crazy. <laughs> like just for yeah. me sharing content yeah. on this platform. I think it started happening. Well, it's been happening, you know, kind of steadily mm -hmm. or the content I've been posting steadily for many years now. I think it really, and then I and then I took a pause a little bit. Um, I think after I left LinkedIn and had joined um, another company called Prezi, mm -hmm. and I think it all started happening. I started posting more content again, and had a personal goal to get better at public speaking. And so I think that happened around like end of 2020, start of 2021. So not that long ago. Um, so those two things together, me posting more about my experiences, my learnings posting that I was speaking at, you know, various organizations um, that really kind of um, increased my visibility on the platform and got a lot more people seeing me and seeing like, oh, Lorraine is, um, is posting regularly. Lorraine is getting out there and she's not afraid to get out there because if she's speaking, you know, by the nature of that, I have right. to be out there. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I had a lot more people from my network reaching out who I just haven't talked to in a while and just being really supportive and, you know, saying how awesome it was to see me posting so much and seeing me get out there. Um, so yeah, just, just a few years ago, that really kind of took off. I love it. So I read your article that you referenced earlier or not your article, but your post about three weeks ago um, <clears throat> about the layoff. And I recently um, went through a layoff in October of last year. So with the transition, with the following and things that are happening for me, one of the things I wanted to talk about is you shared in the in the post that it, you're not saying no to going back to corporate. But, you know, you're like, hey, if it happens, I'm being more strategic. Uh, more intentional. Talk about that and, and how that's put you into that mindset there. Sure. Uh, first of all, I'm sorry to hear about, about you getting laid off. Um, you know, I think if this had happened in my 20s, I would be just completely freaking out. But I've seen, you know, a lot of people in my life go through them and end up better than they did, um, you know, pre-layoff. And I think the fact that I had done all this work on the side and had worked on my personal brand, my visibility, it gave me the confidence that, and just the security, like, oh, I have something to fall back on. It's not my whole professional being mm. tied to this one company. I have my own stuff on the side, which um, was very empowering. And you know, to your point about like whether or not I'll go back to corporate, um, We'll see. And I think, again, like with more experience and being more senior now, I have the luxury to and the knowledge of like what I want and what would be interesting to me. So with that, I'm not jumping at, you know, the first opportunity that comes my way. And I have been wondering for a while, honestly, if, you know, building out this side hustle, what it would be like if I could devote all my time to it. So that's what's happening right now. Um, I think, you know, it's already done quite well just as a side thing, but I I'm really excited to see where it might go with all my time devoted to it. 
Awesome. And I want uh, for the folks that are listening, I don't want them to lose sight of the title and what we're talking about, uh, because this is this is an evolution of making your presence known on LinkedIn. This all came about. Right. If mm-hmm. your thought process, my thought process may be different because um, I shared that I was like, mm, I did find something new uh, in December. Um, oh, but great. during, <laughs> but thanks. But, but during that time, I was like, I'm OK. Like, I'm going to just, yeah. you know, focus on the podcast and building, you know, building my presence on LinkedIn and leveraging yeah. it because it's absolutely love it. And I can do this all day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if. If it would have been a different thought process for you, if you did not have and not sure this level of activity and presence on the platform where you yeah. saw traction and opportunities coming. So you felt comfortable. You're like, wow, what I'm doing external from my nine to five is making mm-hmm. an impact. Like yeah. I see another path that I can take. Mm-hmm. Um, would you think that would have changed your thought process if you would not have been active on the, on the platform? I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, like one of the reasons I'm so passionate about LinkedIn is because um, it does give you that avenue to have a little bit, hopefully a little bit more career flexibility because you see, you find these opportunities um, and because, yeah, you have your presence is out there, you, your brand is out there. And so people know you already. Um, it's going to make it easier for you to find whatever opportunity it is you seek, whether it's corporate or something entrepreneurial. Um, so, yeah, certainly without posting on LinkedIn, I would have been freaking out more and just frantically messaging <laughs> everyone. But, you know, right. I have the luxury and um, I feel very lucky that I'm able to just take a step back and, and try this and, and build out my presence even more, hopefully. That's I think that's crucial for job seekers to know, right? Uh, especially going through the great resignation in this pandemic and all, all the um, layoffs that are happening in tech space and just all over. And there are, there are experts that are saying we're not even done. Right? We're yeah. first quarter of this year. Right. My previous my previous company, um, I spoke with someone internally before I left and they said we're going to be hurting for probably through mid year. I was like, wow. Yeah. So I'm mentally prepared for yeah, at least through mid year, if not through end of the year. Like that's for yeah. so that's why I want to I want to emphasize folks want to follow you and share your content, go to your website um, and really get to your newsletter and just really understand why building a presence on LinkedIn matters because it creates a secondary, a third dairy. I'm making up words fourth, you know, fourth, fourth dairy avenue potentially to support yeah. you. Yeah. Um, and that progress can get you out of that rut. Right. Because we fall into that immediate oh my god what just happened am i not worthy enough and things Mm -hmm. like that so share share with folks kind of how um your mental state was Mm -hmm. as you went through the layoff yeah but you knew you still had something to get you up and and still be active in the world and on the platform share with us that oh gosh um i feel like i went through all the emotions at once Mm -hmm. um but but under but interestingly like underlying the emotions the whole time was a sense of calmness as well again mm. because I knew I had this thing to kind of fall back on slash you know grow um, so yeah of course getting laid off is a very shocking experience and I was surprised and upset and and all these things um, but really like soon after I kept expecting my emotions to kind of be like that for at least a few weeks but I mean it was a pretty quick turnaround where I was like oh actually 
I'm kind of excited. Like I get to mm. work on this a little bit more and like really see what the full potential is if I really lean into it. Well, like, let me sleep in just this first morning. <laughs> yeah. like, I've had a few mornings where I slept yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't have to get up at six. I can get up at eight. Um, right, and, right. And I love that. So did you find yourself um, in a place where now you were like, okay, I'm taking corporate principles mm -hmm. to apply to my daily structure. And again, folks, we're still talking about, uh, you know, making your presence known because I think it's crucial because a lot of folks, a lot of followers that I have or mid to senior level professionals, um, maybe not as active um, and kind of resting a bit in their laurels are like, ah, I don't want to get that deep into LinkedIn, but right. there's value. Yeah. So yeah. did you find yourself taking some of those same principles and structure to help support um, your new path now? Yeah, certainly. Um, so I'm working on OKRs or goals for the first quarter and you mm -hmm. know what I'm trying to aim for. I never really had time to create a proper content calendar um, while I was working my full time job. And so I want to think through what that would be like. And, and my job was an editorial um, lead. And so content calendars and just thinking ahead, um, you know, a few months ahead, at least uh, was part of my job. So now I'm applying that you know, to my own brand, my own company. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I, I learned a lot, like how to do meetings better. So when I do informational interviews or I meet with prospective clients, like I know how to do those. And um, I just think, yeah, I've, I've just taken so much experience, both from LinkedIn and Prezi and, um, and I'm definitely applying it to my job now. I mean, I'm using, you know, Prezi right now to, <laughs> to uh, share some of my, uh, some of my content, some of my resources. So yeah, definitely. Are, are are you do you teach a class on Prezi at all? Um, I don't teach a class, but I consult if anyone's interested. <laughs> hmm. I wonder if because again, when I look at, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think you could put together a class on that. Um because uh, I that's could, I could, yeah. And I uh, you know, especially because I use it for all my uh virtual speaking. So I'm definitely and of course I work there too, but you you really gotta get in the product to know it. So yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I may push you behind the scenes, but like, hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> by Q by Q3, can you put together a class? Because right, right. <laughs> definitely want to learn it. So um, what's next um, for you? Right. We talked a little bit about whether or not. And I had that same thought, do I, you know, do I want to go back into corporate? Do I want to stay focused on this? Um, what do you think 2023 holds for you now? What are your goals? What are you trying to achieve? Mm -hmm. So I would say the first thing is um, ideally more speaking engagements. Mm -hmm. So I did some last year or the past few years, um, you know, as my schedule allowed, but now my schedule is uh, much wider, so much more open. So ideally getting brought in to speak at companies um, around kind of those key topics that I speak on. So things like video communications, video presence, um, how to have better meetings, and then of course, building your presence, building your brand on LinkedIn, um, making a first, a strong first impression on videos. So um, all of those that kind of fit within the bucket of career visibility and flexibility and, and how to stand out. And then uh, more course creation. So working on some LinkedIn learning courses, which I'm excited about. And then maybe, I don't know, Orlando doing a, a separate course as well <laughs> about Prezi <laughs> or whatever other topic, you know, I, I find interesting. Um, and then and then consulting. So I really am passionate. I really love helping other people, mentoring other people. Um, so I'm excited uh, to do that on those topics I mentioned before or from kind of an editorial perspective, um, given my background. 
I think you would do phenomenal supporting um, corporate corp like a corporate America based yeah. on yeah based on two things when it comes to LinkedIn you know presence one based on the the article that came out last year from uh, LinkedIn's um, editor in chief about the creator mm -hmm. employee mm, and, yeah. yeah and then the most recent post I've seen someone shared from Cisco CEO. Mm -hmm. um, she stated that I'm going to make all 3,000, 8,000, whatever of the employees here at Cisco LinkedIn influencers. Oh, to help. okay. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. whoa. So the goal was to educate her, her, her employees to drive mm -hmm. candidate flow. Right. Well, um, smart of her. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I think based on your expertise and your, your background and presence, your combination of the two of all three talents, three key talents that you, you present, um, corporate presenting to corporate and like saying, Hey, here's how you get your team involved throughout mm -hmm. this market, uh, to yeah. gain talent. So if you need an investor, let me know. <laughs> I'll keep it in mind. <laughs> right. You just got to pitch yourself when you get the opportunity, but, yeah, yeah. um, what, what would you say for, um, are the principles different in terms of posting and making your presence known for, um, entrepreneurs again, cause now you're in the entrepreneur space to, uh, job seekers. Uh, sorry, is, is the principle different for a posting a job seeker posting versus entrepreneur posting? Yeah. Um, I don't think they have to be. I, I think mm. again, it's like about you sharing your knowledge. Uh, maybe the end goals are different. You know, one person wants maybe a more corporate job. The other person is trying to build um, their own company. But mm. again, it's really about that relevant, timely content. Um, sharing your experiences using different um rich media formats so using video using polls whatever else um yeah i mean good content is good content so i i don't think it, it is actually that different is there any um and this is just us too so whoever's watching don't listen to this i'm just this question <laughs> is there any hidden secrets we're not aware about <laughs> oh i love that question um <laughs> You know, people always ask about the algorithm and I'm like an algorithm is always changing. Like, I don't know. Yeah. There's no way you can answer that. Yeah. Um, it's like AI. Yeah. Yeah. What I would say is um, experiment. So, yeah. So, like, for example, so you might be looking, oh, what's the best time to post on LinkedIn? It's mm -hmm. going to be different for everyone. And so experiment with posting during different times. Look back at your content. See what resonates. Um, I use this platform called uh I think it's pronounced Taplio, and it kind of aggregates uh, my top most engaged posts. So that gives mm. me a really good look to see like what's um, what's working, and you can see like what time you post and all that. Um, and something else I would say um, is that I think a lot of people get nervous about posting on LinkedIn too because they're like, oh, what if no one likes it or engages mm. with it mm. or sees it? And people are always seeing it, like. You know, it might be a smaller group. It might be a bigger group. Um, I've had posts where I haven't had very much engagement. And then, you know, I'll get messages from people I haven't talked to in years. And they're like, oh, Lorraine, I love seeing your content. Like, I always try to keep up. I'm like, oh, you're not engaging. I had no idea that you're you're following me, quiet watching. I don't know what the yeah, no. phrase for that is. <laughs> But just know that, you know, you are being helpful to people out there. Um, it might, you know, again, it's going to you have to progress and it might be a smaller group to start, but even if people aren't uh, engaging, um, people are seeing, seeing your stuff and, and benefiting from it.
Yeah, it's the algorithm is so funny. We have some questions coming in for you. Um, mm -hmm. Is that my my most engaged or viewed post was when I posted about turning fifty. Um, over time, that got about twenty two thousand views. Mm -hmm. But when I post yeah. about other stuff, you it the vast difference around you know mm -hmm. job seeking things like that five, three, two, 400. I'm like, what is going on here? So the personal stuff, Where's everyone? Yeah. <laughs> no, I said the personal stuff got the most views on it. So that, that tells mm -hmm. me it's not all right. This is now all about business. We're yeah. probably starving for some more, like you said, personal stories yeah. um, and what's going on with people behind, you know, the profile. So that's, that's interesting. I'm like this, what <laughs> you, you, yeah. you care that I turn 50 versus this advice that can help you. Okay. Yeah. And I will say uh, too, sometimes it's a, a slower burn. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I posted um, some tips about things I learned about being a first-time manager, and it and, and then just all of this. I don't remember like how long it took a week, two weeks. Um, but that's when it started gaining kind of that traction. So that was yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, you just never know. You just never know. Mm -hmm. It's funny. So I uh, got a question from a good, good friend of mine, uh, Susan Reese. She says this is great. Uh, can you talk about you think about Ooh. feel ability to create content with IA? Uh, AI rather uh, with impact LinkedIn, you know, specifically there's the chat GPT that's being mm -hmm. talked about a lot. Um, do you see that making much of a, uh, an impact at all? I think it can. Um, and you know, there's like, like you're seeing so many LinkedIn posts now about different ways to use it. Um, mm -hmm. I still think like your voice is important. Um, but where I think chat GPT um, can be really beneficial is to help if you have writer's block, for example, or you're just needing um, kind of some catchy headlines, uh, yeah, you, you, I mean, it might give you one that you can use, but I, I, I like to use it, um, you know, I've used it a little bit, but just for inspiration. And oftentimes, like when you're feeling stuck, typing in a prompt and then getting some options, like often triggers um, another idea. Yeah. Um, and again, like Orlando, like genuine content is the best. So ChatGPT is not going to be able to speak like, like sound right. like it's you like you are you and uh so you know i wouldn't rely too heavily on it but i definitely think chat gbt and other um similar products can be used kind of for inspiration um and, and just idea generation yeah because okay. you see different i think sometimes you'll have uh folks that do have a following and a presence um kind of jump on the bandwagon a bit and just say, hey, this is going to help you with this. This is going to help you with your job mm -hmm. search or this is going to knock out uh, these kind of folks in the industry. And it's like, we don't know too much about it, like Bitcoin, right? It's like, you don't yeah. know too much about it. So I would be careful of what, what's being shared out there uh, yeah. around around chat GPT. And there's, um, there's another comment. It's a, you know, uh, amazing conversation to evaluate whether content idea for increasing presence on LinkedIn is pursuing, yeah. what elements do you consider? Yeah, I love that question. So um, I always like to recommend using polls as a good starting point. They're pretty um, low lift, you know, list a few items like, hey, everyone, I'm thinking about posting around these topics, which one resonates most with you? Just, you know, who mm -hmm. better to hear from than directly from your audience? So polls are, are a really great way uh, to do that and to get uh, a feel. And then, of course, just starting to post and just seeing just firsthand what might be resonating. Um, but I like polls. <laughs> it's easy cool. data to look through. Yeah. The fact that you said that makes me more confident because I put together an ebook called Build Your Presence ebook. Um, oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> uh, which is so 
and it talks about everything you're saying. And when I do presentations too, the first thing I talk about is the poll because that's where you gather the data, right? If you right, have no right. clue, make the poll. That'll get you the data you need and then you can just move forward from there. That can get you yeah. maybe three, four con topics that you can dive into. So I love that. Mm -hmm. Love that. Uh, Manir says, um, great tips. Thank you for bringing this visibility and flexibility to the limelight. Can we ask questions here? <laughs> yes. <laughs> or should we reach out to Lorraine? Do both. Yeah. Do both. You can actually do both. If you if you continue to post questions here, I'll tag you, um, Lorraine, to those. Okay. Uh, Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Post the live. Post the live. Love it. So, um, in addition to uh, the visibility, making your presence known, do you see a big shift in the platform? Like when it comes to, because I hear a lot about, and you may not know, but maybe mm -hmm. just me selfishly asking, mm -hmm. um, around you know top voice in this top mm. voices that that's how does that even happen as in how, how do you get, get yeah how do you get recognized on, on yeah. things like that um it's a combination of things so mm. again i was on the editorial team so the editorial team um works with the data team uh, and, and other teams as well. It's a, it's a huge cross-functional effort. Um, but essentially, they're looking at data from behind the scenes to see who's getting engagement. Um, mm -hmm. Things I, They might look at follower growth. I'm not sure exactly what the latest metrics are, but they I think they uh, lay it out in the actual Top Voices article. But they're looking at the data behind it, and they're also using editorial judgment as well to curate mm -hmm. and to kind of make decisions. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a combination of a lot of different things. Because uh, and the reason I ask because it's it goes to the level of following. I've seen some folks who received the Top Voice um, award, I guess, mm -hmm. uh, notification <clears throat> or recognition, but their following wasn't as large as some others. So I'm like, okay, uh, basically, yeah. I don't know if it's strictly content value driven or and things like that. Um, I wish they do. Yeah, one for, I like, want to. I want to say I hope it's you know it's it's probably a mix but yeah i mean i would hope you know at the very foundation of it all the co the content has to be very very good and then um yeah i think follower count maybe not as important um but i'm sure they saw a boost after yeah. <laughs> after getting collected so <laughs> now do you when you're doing um are there any other in integrated tools that you use uh -huh. um in in you know with this platform right now restream obviously for the live and there's other platforms for that is I didn't know you can integrate or you can use Prezi. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so I'm actually using uh, it's called Prezi video and it's mm -hmm. essentially a virtual camera. Um, so mm. I created this content and then, um, yeah, just just selected my Prezi camera. So that's how I pulled it up here. See, and, and folks, you probably think I'm just asking random questions that I'm not. But this these are things that um, can help. Right quality of content quality of presentation which she's an expert in and if you see the icon in there it's really it's like radio waves coming from it so that's huge i've never seen that before uh, and then yeah, the button the at the bottom I like, watch I love them. yeah that's that's huge stuff like that just <laughs> makes it look more polished um <clears throat> so i think i'll i'll need to hire lorraine to <laughs> step my game up here i'm it's here so yeah. <laughs> right exactly exactly share with us as we come to the top of the hour uh share with us um, a few more insights that you know that may pop in your head as we were talking around, yeah. you know, making your presence known. Yeah. Um, well, one thing I would say, um, it's not necessarily about posting content, but it is related to video, mm -hmm. is um, to add a video cover story to your profile. 
And that is something I think it's kind of a, a not a super obvious and also not a super well-known feature as far as I can tell, because whenever I tell people, they don't know about it. Mm -hmm. um, but adding a video cover story to your profile is also going to be a part of that presence piece. Um, and it's all, that's also a form of content that you're creating. You essentially have 30 seconds to say whatever it is that you want. And I actually have a post going out I think next week or maybe later this week um, about it. So look out for that if you're interested. But um, a video cover story, again, is going to be that thing that helps um, people feel connected to you, um, feel like they know you a little bit better um, and just get a sense for who you are and what you do. So I would uh, definitely encourage everyone to check that out. And I think it's only available on mobile. So um, that's where you'll see it. Yep. Correct. Correct. All right, folks. So where can folks find you uh, first? How yeah. can they get involved with your um, with your content, uh, content, product, services, etc.? The floor is yours. Yeah. Let's see. We have here. We have my newsletter, lorrainekaylee.com slash newsletter. <laughs> um, if you want to book me to speak at your company, lorrainekaylee.com slash speaking. And then the last one is um, lorrainekaylee.com slash LinkedIn learning for my courses. And then also, please, please connect with me on LinkedIn. That's also going to be Lorraine Kaylee. Um, I love always getting everyone's messages and notes after um, after interviews like these. So definitely look forward to connecting with all of you. And folks, even though she has over 300,000 followers, she does respond, right? She I responds. do, yeah. And if I don't yeah. respond, it's just because I got buried you know, below a bunch of other things and I kept your messages in red, but I forgot to respond. So um, that's another good reminder, like always, you know, just follow up with someone. Um, it, it doesn't hurt. So sometimes things just get lost in the shuffle. Exactly. <laughs> Last question for you. Um, what is your daily mantra? What gets you going now every day to do what you do? Ooh, um, I think my daily mantra is take it day by day. <laughs> that's, <good. laughs> that's what I'm doing now. It's like, you know, I, I don't need to have all the answers. Um, I'm just trying to approach things, you know, methodically and mm. talk to people, talk to interesting people, learn from others, and then slowly but surely um, create my plan for, you know, growing my empire. So <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Lorraine, I appreciate you so, so much. Uh, Thank one you, for Orlando. responding quickly, um, uh, to the podcast and then working with me, the video, the pro everything, everything you've been an absolute happy to do it. Yeah. Absolute pleasure and professional, um, continue success, but folks definitely follow Lorraine, click the notification bell. Do you have a YouTube channel? I do also, okay. uh, Lauren Kaylee. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Definitely follow her, but, uh, first on, on LinkedIn, uh, and just consume, consume, consume. She is a wealth of information. I've been a fan for a while watching it, um, in the background, finally had the courage to reach out to you. So again, I appreciate you, uh, so much, uh, for saying any, any last parting words for, for those watching or will watch the replay that they should take away. Um, I think just get started. Just, mm. just, just do it. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So I'm going to close this out folks with a quick minute video. If you hang on one second, rain, quick chat, then, uh, I'll let you enjoy the rest of your day, but just hold on one second and we'll see you next time folks. Yeah. Thanks everyone.